Hello everyone, welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. Today we will discuss the treatment of opioid use disorder. We will focus on the screening, severity of opioid use disorders, and treatment options that are currently available. First, a few words about opioid use disorder. Opiates are natural and synthetic substances that act on one of the three main opiate receptor systems, mu, kappa, and delta. Opiates have mainly analgesic and central nervous system depressant effects. However, the euphoria they have usually becomes one of the main reasons for potential use disorder. Familiarizing with slang terms for opiate use is beneficial to understand our patients better. For example, snorting or sniffing is usually used for intranasal use, shooting up or mainlining for intravenous use, the skin popping for subcutaneous use, and muscling for intramuscular use. Examples of opiates include heroin, slang terms for it will be dope, horse, smack, china white, junk, and tar, opium, which is mostly eaten or smoked, endorphins, and prescribed opiates. Second, let's discuss who should be screened for opioid use disorder. The USPSTF recommends the screening for unhealthy drug use in adults aged 18 or older when services for accurate diagnosis, effective treatment, and appropriate care can be offered or referred. The screening tools include questionnaires that inquire about the use and effects of drug use in our patients' lives. We can use the DSM-5 criteria for the diagnosis of opioid use disorders. When two or more criteria are met, the diagnosis can be made. Our diagnosis is always combined with the history, the screening tools, and pattern of behaviors such as frequent requests for early refills for opiates. The DSM-5 allows us to classify the disease into three severity groups. Mild with two to three positive criteria, moderate with four to five criteria, and severe with more than six criteria. Now let's chat about what are the treatment options for opioid use disorder. It is important to build rapport with the patient and use shared decision-making to establish a personalized treatment plan. Stigmatization is common when dealing with substance use disorders. For example, terms such as opiate abuse, addict, and others tend to have a negative connotation. Our patients can feel judged and poorly understood and it affects our ability to help them in a significant way. Avoiding these terms is important to gain trust with our patients. There are multiple layers of treatment that can be mentioned, including pharmacologic therapy, psychotherapy, help groups, counseling, and much more. However, in this podcast, we will focus on the pharmacologic treatment options for opioid use disorders. In the United States, there are three evidence-based FDA-approved treatments for opioid use disorders, methadone, buprenorphine-based medications, and IM naltrexone. Methadone and buprenorphine are the most commonly used. Methadone is a full agonist of the opiate mu receptor. In the United States, methadone needs to be dispensed from a federal licensed methadone treatment program or MTP. Methadone cannot be prescribed by a PCP. Buprenorphine is a partial mu receptor agonist and it can be prescribed by PCPs. There are multiple formulations available including sublingual and injection routes, it can also be monotherapy or combined with naloxone. The use of naloxone is intended as a deterrent to intravenous use of buprenorphine. 
To avoid precipitating withdrawal, it is important to start buprenorphine when the patient is in moderate withdrawal or using a low-dose induction protocol. Naltrexone is a mu receptor antagonist. Naltrexone is helpful in these patients when there is a concomitant alcohol use disorder. The decision to pick one depends on the patient's prior experience with certain therapies, logistics such as transportation to a methadone clinic, drug-to-drug interactions, comorbidities such as severe lung disease or QT prolongation for which buprenorphine tends to be preferred, adherence to medications, the need for supervised medication administration programs, and others. How do we assess the response to therapy? We assess response to therapy by the presence of illicit opioid use, medication adherence, treatment attendance, withdrawal symptoms, and cravings. The primary objective is sustained abstinence, but other goals include adherence to therapy or reduced use of the drug. When certain therapies do not provide an adequate response, more supervised programs are necessary. Sometimes, medically supervised withdrawal is followed by long-acting injectable naltrexone for certain therapies and it can be beneficial when buprenorphine or methadone are not working. What is the duration of therapy? Opioid use disorder treatment should be considered as a chronic condition with probable indefinite treatment. Close supervision is generally needed for about 6 to 12 months following stabilization prior to tapering of medications. Finally, harm reduction strategies are important. This means reducing the harms of using drugs, particularly intravenous, and this can include not reusing or sharing needles, safe injection practices, prescribing naloxone, discussing contamination of a street drug with fentanyl and other drugs, offering PrEP for HIV prophylaxis, and encouraging patients to avoid the use of drugs when they are alone in case of return. Thank you for listening. We will see you in our next episode. Goodbye.